I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, uh... This is a very, very good day uh, to be a sports fan in general. It's a reflective day, and we will talk about that for a second, but I, I can't lie to you, listener. Uh, ever since the news has broken in Europe that the, uh, the, the Super League has gone, uh, who says invitational leagues work, eh? Uh, <laughs> but ever since that, that news has been, I've been very, very happy. So for once, I'm actually in a very happy mood on a Premier League daily. Welcome along to the show. Night seven is in the books and we will talk everything Premier League in just a second. Uh, but obviously the other big news of the day, certainly from a sports perspective and in particular a darts perspective, is that the legend. And I think that, that it is an overused word, particularly in sport. But the legend that is Mr. Barry Hearn, Uncle Barry has stepped down as uh, matchroom chairman. Uh, the full uh, statement that uh, we provided on on the website, of course, if you haven't read the news, of course, you can read it now on onlinedarts.com. Uh, but uh, what we do know is that Barry is stepping down as matchroom sport chairman. He will become group president in an advisory role. Uh, he will be succeeded, as you would expect, by his son, Eddie, who I, I, I look, I, I'm saying this now. I mean, I'm no boxing aficionado. We've got a boxing aficionado on the show tonight uh, that uh, can talk about this. But for me, he's probably the best promoter in world boxing right now. And I'm sure that it will be the same uh, for PEC Darts with Eddie Hearn being uh, in charge of Matru. Matt Porter will remain the chairman of the PDC, who will also become chairman of Matru Multisport. Uh, also, Casey Hearn will be in charge of Matchroom Media, which includes uh, Matchroom Live. Um, that's obviously what's going to happen. The big changes that's going to happen uh, with Mr. With Mr. Hernan and, and Uncle Barry. But at the age of 72, to step down from uh, Matchroom, where he's been running it for 30 years, I mean, he has definitely earned his retirements. Uh, Jarlathan here to talk darts with you and uh, joining uh, us to do so are Luke Pickering and Jordan North of uh, online darts, Cam <laughs> McFarlane. Uh, not the actual Jordan North, I must say. Uh, Dan Simpson uh, couldn't be here tonight. I wonder why. We'll come on to that in a minute. Uh, but <laughs> gents, I mean, we'll, <laughs> Luke, we'll start with you on this about your thoughts uh, about Barry stepping down. Look, he is the legend that has turned this sport into what it is today. And I said on Twitter earlier that I, I, I'd expect the Premier League trophy to be named after him, to be brutally honest, because in particular, coming from Kings Hall in Stoke-on-Trent to selling out arenas across Europe, in particular that night for me in Berlin at the Mercedes-Benz Arena, it just shows you just how much of a genius he is. And after the health scares that he's had the last year and getting himself an OBE this uh, in, in January of this year. Um, safe to say he's earned his retirement, mate. 
Yeah, he has. And I mean, I draw similarities to the, the two main sports I watch are darts and F1. And you can draw many similarities with what Barry's done to what Bernie Eccleston did in F1. He completely has revolutionised the game. You look at the way since the split, the way the BDO have gone and the way the PDC have gone, and you can see how successful the man has been. The PDC has been turned into a huge organisation. We're now seeing so many players being able to learn, earn a full-time wage on just prize money alone, not including anything else they're doing outside of the sport. The market value he's brought is absolutely insane. The, the Mark's television coverage we're now getting on Sky, he's done wonders for the sport. So, yeah, tops to, the, tops to the guy. And I hope he has a really nice retirement, but he's done brilliant. And, yeah, thanks for his services because what position Darts would have been in without him, I've got no idea. But it's, it's safe to say that he's left us in a very good position uh, come the day he has retired today. But, yeah, really good situation. And, yeah, hope Barry enjoys his retirement. Yeah, Cam, uh, your thoughts on it, mate? Because obviously, you know, you, you know most, uh, more than most about Eddie being the boxing aficionado that you are. Um, but your thoughts on Uncle Barry stepping down? I can't believe it. No more interviews with Uncle Barry. That is a real shame. I'm sure we might get one or two still now, now and then in his advisory role. It'd be it'd be great to see it. I mean, just to echo what, what Luke said, it's just a massive thank you for everything he's done for, obviously, for darts but for sport in this country he's been sort of at the forefront of everything for the last 40 years he, literally everything he touches turns to gold and I do think we're in very good hands um, with handing it over to Eddie I mean you look at what, what he's done over the last um, sort of 15 years or so of, of running the boxing side of things and he seems very much a chip off of the old block and the fact that everything he touches seems to turn to gold as well so I think we're in good hands, but yeah, just to, to echo Luke, it's what he's done for the game is incredible, and that he leaves it in just the perfect position, really, for for Eddie to come in and take over. He certainly does, and uh, we'll all uh, Gob and Phil will have their uh, thoughts. I'm sure we'll be discussing it on the live lounge this time next week, uh, and you can obviously have your say then eight o'clock BST, excuse me, on YouTube. But let's turn our attention then to the on-stage action, uh, Cam. And you have been drafted in because Dan says that uh, he was too, he was very busy with his uh, actual day job. Mm, likely story. Um, but uh, I, I, I said before last night that uh, I'd be worried about the, st uh, the, the strength of tears that would have been throwing uh, flowing from uh, Dan if he was here. Glenn Durrant officially eliminated from the Premier League. The defending champion is gone. He is the first ever defending champion uh, to be relegated the next season. Um, it, it's a big... It, look, we knew it was coming. It was always going to happen with the way that he's been playing over the last six or seven nights. Not to get a point isn't great. Let's be frank about that. Um, but I thought there were some positives tonight with the way that he looked at it. It's probably the best I've seen him play for... I'm gonna say probably since the World Championships. Yeah, he he actually looked pretty good for the most part tonight. Um, except aside from the last couple of legs, I think weren't so good. But the game was probably over at that point. Other than that, yeah, he did look quite good tonight, Glenn. Um, I think Dan possibly might even have. Uh, is he definitely doing work or has he cried that much onto his laptop that it's not working and he can't log on? <laughs> I mean, I'm, not, I'm not so sure. Um, he's just in the, just in his darts room, just angrily throwing darts at the board. I don't know what he's doing. He's doing something, but I'm not, he's not working. I'm not, I'm not having that one. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it, it was all right from Glenn tonight. He looked like he just had a little bit more freedom. There was a li little bit more purpose in the action. Um, but Jose played very well again, and he's not an easy man to beat when he well, counts well. <laughs> do you know this is the thing, Luke? Because this, this is what I'm going to go on to. I mean, look, it was it was close. It got to three all, but there was those two eleven dart legs from Jose, which really turned the game on its head. And for all, obviously, we, we talked about Guzzer, and I'm sure in the days to come we'll analyse it. I mean, he said he's not going to Germany, which. I can understand, but you look at Jose and you look at what he's d doing here, and the, in particular the 180 hitting. People were saying he was going to go and hit the 180s for fun, and he's doing just that. It's a huge win for Jose de Sousa to build up confidence going into the next two nights. 
Yeah, I mean, he's, he's coming off a huge winning streak now. I'm, I'm sure that's three games in a, in a row that he's won, and he suddenly got himself up into fifth place, which is handy. I think he's, he's all but out of that relegation fight now. You know, Rob Cross is three points behind him, so he's probably saved himself and can push towards the playoffs. So he's in a good spot. Again, as you say, he can, he can turn it on. And when he turns it on, the trebles come so easily to him. It's so fluid and it, and it looks brilliant to watch. So I'm thinking now he is definitely one of the ones to watch to get into the playoffs. But it was all about him tonight. It, it really, we didn't, I don't think any, many people expected Glenn to get a result there. So it was really, how would Jose play it against the current worst player in the Premier League? And he did enough. I thought the game was a little bit scrappy in early stages. It was a little bit close. But then after that, once he got going, uh, he just ran away from Glenn, had a little bit too much but again he looked good tonight and yeah I'm, I'm really impressed with him I think he's really starting to prove why he's in this Premier League a few people had doubts about him going into it but I think his form is suggesting that he's definitely one of the best 10 players in the world I mean 36 180 isn't doing too badly at all let's be honest about it he's three clear of the man in second place in the 180s Colin but the man in the second place is the man who's top of the league itself, Luke. Dimitri Vandenberg beating Rob Cross 7-4. Vandenberg goes on to 10 points. The first player to win four games in this Premier League. The only player to win four games in this Premier League so far. And also to the fact as well, uh, it sends Rob Cross into the elimination zone. We'll come on to Cross in a moment uh, about that, Luke. But I want to talk about... Dimmy, because I thought it was just such a professional job that he did. He got 6-2 in front. There was a bit of a mess towards the end. He stumbled over the line. But I said last night that I think he is a Premier League champion in waiting. If he keeps on going like this, I don't. I genuinely don't see who can stop him. I, I tend to agree with you. I think, you know, we, we speak about the 180s with Jose de Souza, and I think you see the exact same thing from, from Dimmy. He's, he's become one of the best 180 hitters in the game. He's just looked so convincing on the travel 20 bed all the time and again he, ju he just dismisses players now I don't know where this maturity has come from in the last 18 months but he, he seems to have developed into a player now that's not scared of anyone he, he can walk up there and, and throw high averages without any concern in the world cross put him under a little bit of pressure at times and Dimmy came straight back and responded and I think top of the league is more than he's more than deserving of that and I I definitely agree with you. I think the Premier League is now his, his main ambition. And he, I think he can do it this year. He just he seems to be a class above for me at the minute. I don't see too many players that can be him. So if he can keep himself keep picking up one or two points every couple of games, then I think he'd be absolutely fine. You know, he's got a two-point cushion uh, to get into the playoff spot so far. But he'll be him at the top of the league. And I don't see why he couldn't do that. Well, this is, I've just looked at this here, Cam, right about Dimmy. Bar the game against Dozer where he averaged, what did he average? The whitewash, when he averaged 93.9. His worst average in the Premier League so far, I'm pretty sure averages aren't necessarily the entire story, but the worst average that he's had is 98.4. He's been in and around that 100 mark throughout the entire time. He's averaged 100 again for the second straight game. He's only lost one game all year where Jose just went mental and started this winning streak. This, to me, especially now that his knee's fixed and he feels more com comfortable, and also, which I think is more crucial, he's actually happy with the, with the way that he's throwing darts. He's throwing darts at such a good pace. What, what have we said constantly across the network that we, of, of online darts when we say, throw at a decent pace, you get results? Yeah, it's a good job Gob's not on for this one, isn't it? Um, well, he's yes. one of the more outspoken on 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 Dimmy's pace of play. Um, but I mean, yeah, he's playing really well. Like, at, and he's playing at a pace, and it just looks it looks smooth. It looks comfortable for him at that pace. The biggest thing for me at the start of the Premier League was how his knee would hold up, but clearly there's no issues there either, coming off surgery as recent as it was. And the night in, night out, he seems to have no problems at all. He's scoring really well, the 180s are flowing, and he beat a very good Rob Cross today. Um, Rob Cross has averaged 100 and fired in five maxes and four out of six on the doubles and realistically, until those last couple of legs, he wasn't really even in the game. No, not at all. Like, like you say, it was 6-2 six, six, down at one stage and Dimmy quite literally fell over the line, really, it felt like. This is the thing, though, about Cross, though, because he's missed 
so many opportunities to grab points in this league. You look at, in particular, there's two games that, for me, stand out. The game against Gary Anderson and the game uh, against Peter Wright, was it uh, last night? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. So you look at those last two games in particular against uh, Gary Anderson and, uh, and and Rob Cross, uh, sorry, and, and Peter Wright. Those are huge, huge moments already in this Premier League for him. I just, I just worry so much for Cross at this moment in time, Cam, because the way that he's been playing has been excellent, in my opinion. It's probably the best I've seen him look since the European Championships in 2019. And Luke coming off the back of this, mate. But Cam, do we think that Cross can stay up? Because I'll give you a little secret. I still think he can. Yes, I think he can as well. Um, he's... He is, like you said, it's the best he's looked for a good couple of years now. And there are he has had opportunities over the last few nights where he probably could have pulled out an extra couple of points. Like you said, it was right, it was at the end of the first week, wasn't it? And then... Mm. And then Anderson last night, yeah. And then Anderson last night. He's, he's been in those games, he's been inviting. But coming in, there weren't many of us that expected him to have a chance of still being in there after Judgment Night. And he is right in there with a chance. He's he's one win away from hopping above a couple of players in Peter Wright and James Wade, who were probably at the other end of people's predictions where they were thinking they were going to get in the top four. So it's not been a bad start from him. It's It could have been better. There's a, he could have nicked a couple of extra points. But the signs are good with his game. And even if he does get relegated, I think there's still a huge amount of positives for him to take from this Premier League campaign. What do you think, uh, Luke? Do you think he can stay up? Well, I think when we look at the fixtures, both still have to play Durant. So if we're going to just say, hypothetically, that's going to be two points for both of them. So we're going to look at their other games now. Now, uh, Rob Cross has got Nathan Aspinall who hasn't lost since week two. He's been on a decent run of form. But we know from his past performance that he is hit and miss. So I think that's winnable for, for Cross. And I definitely, I agree with what Cam said. I mean, Rob Cross didn't play badly tonight. And he does, he is improving all the time. I don't think, coming into the Premier League, you'd have said his form was shocking. He was going to drop way outside the top four, all the way down from outside the top 16. But I'm not actually so sure now. He does actually look like he's got a lot better form. You look at Wright's game, and he's got Souza, who's the man in form, is budding with confidence. Will he still have that form in two, uh, in two days' time? Who knows? But I feel like D'Souza's a tougher game than Aspinall. I know the, the table wouldn't tell you that, but for me, the way D'Souza can turn it on, I, I would fear D'Souza a little bit more. So I still think he's got every chance of staying up. And if he can get his game on and take point of Aspinall, get at least a draw against Aspinall and then get a win against Durham, then he gives himself every every opportunity. As I'm, I'm sure there's never been anyone that's been relegated with eight points before. So should he get eight points, he'd feel very hard done by if he was to go down. But that might have to be his target going into the last two days before Judgment Night. Well, the other it, thing I was, is, I was yeah, sorry yeah, to on, jump on, in, on, is, the, is the leg difference. Mm. Peter Wright's got a four worse leg difference, which that could be worth a point when it comes to Thursday night. It's a big point. And this is the thing about Peter Wright. It's a nice segue there, Cam. Well done. Uh, the, the, the segue is, is that James Wade in particular, James Wade is in, is in huge danger. Well, was in huge danger beforehand. I don't think he is now, if you want me to be brutally honest. That win, Luke, against Peter Wright tonight, 7-4, is a massive step for Wadey in this Premier League. Yes, let's just say there are better, um, there are better run-ins playing Clayton and Dimitri Vandenberg over the next two nights. But with everything else that's got to be played and all that sort of stuff, I think James Wade might just about be safe. Just. I mean, we, we're all well aware of Wade's pedigree to just pick up legs here and there. And I think leg, if it does come out leg difference, again, he's on seven points. He's not got a too bad leg difference here. And I can see him, even if he does get beat off both, I can still see him nicking quite a few legs. So I don't think it'll be an absolute disaster. And yeah, I think he's in a good spot now. That was a huge win for James Wade, but it just keeps him ticking over. He needed a couple of points tonight. And I think now, that I, I, to be honest, 
people, the bookmakers have probably got crosses for it to go down, but I tend to agree with you. I think it might be right. This is interesting. What, what, what did you think of the, of the actual performance tonight, Cam? Because Snakey, to me, missed too many, again, missing darts at a double. Double, scored for show doubles for Doe. Um, I don't, I'm not sure he really, he didn't have that many opportunities at a double, did he? <laughs> well, you, know, you look at it, he, he, he went, uh, I'm just going to find the stats, he went four or seven to be fair, but he missed a chance at five. They were at key uh, one, moments, weren't they? Yeah, the, the, the one four one in particular in the ninth leg. Uh, with Wadey on 60, missing double 12 for that. It wasn't for a nine, unfortunately. And then also as well, he missed uh, tops to at least send it into a final leg. It might not, you know, he might have lost that one, but you've then got to put pressure on Wadey to, to, to hold. Yeah. Yeah, he's just... Just stick to a set of darts for for one thing. Like, if it, at least they weren't those wobbly things, because <laughs> at, at least I felt relatively well throughout watching the game um, but other than feeling seasick every time you watch those um, ridiculous thin point wobbly things but yeah he, he just he's not at his best is he and James Wade was tonight and that's why he comfortably beat him in the end what also as well by the way was Simon Whitlock playing tonight I'm sure they'll try and find a way <laughs> to blame him uh, well, he might have been he might have been hitting him up for a for a few points by the look of the board after one visit. <laughs> by the end of the game, I wasn't sure where the treble twenty was. <laughs> I don't think Wadey was. To be fair, let's be brutally honest about it. Worked, it but, worked uh, quite well for him if he couldn't see it. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a very good point, uh, Luke. We'll come back to you. Then we'll talk about the other two games that were involved tonight, and this one was between Nathan Aspinall. And Johnny Clayton, we talk about missed darts at, at big, big moments, but Nathan Aspinall missing two darts at tops to try and get the victory. I, I, commentary said that it would be a steal. I didn't think it was a steal, personally. I thought that, uh, to, to me, it looked like that Aspinall probably deserved to win it out of the pair. Um, if you want to be honest, I appreciate the, the lower averages and all that sort of stuff. But for me, I thought Aspinall was probably the better player. But how big is that point for Clayton, the extra point for Clayton? Because it keeps him inside the top four. Yeah, absolutely massive. I, I agree. I, I don't think it would have been a steal. I thought Aspinall was playing really well, actually. I thought, all just as a bit of a side note, there was a bit of a bit of a Richie Burnett creeping in there. Some of the snatches that Aspinall yes. was coming out with, I certainly thought... I thought it was back to seeing the Prince of Wales on TV. But, yeah, it was two darts misses, absolutely crucial. And Aspinall is one of these players that, when he's on, he can pin that under-pressure double and the reaction comes out. But sometimes, when it, when it just doesn't all click, it's painful to watch. And it was that was heartbreaking to see them two darts miss. But, again, it keeps Clayton there. Clayton, obviously, has matured so much as a player over the last year. He, again, you know, this was the issue I've got for this Premier League is before we started, people were criticising the lineup, And at this point, you could put positions five to eight in the playoffs and I'll be happy with that as a playoff lineup. It's that tight. But Johnny Clayton is going to have to scrap his way through. One, one extra point here could be critical come week um, 16. So that, that was huge for him. He had to capitalise on Aspinall's mistakes, but Aspinall keeps himself in the top two. So... He should be coming out reasonably pleased, but missed opportunity. Yeah, Cam, big point in the end for Clayton, but that that missed point for Aspinall, that extra point, would have put a little bit more pressure on Demi. I mean, look, Aspinall, I think, is safe at nine points, but it's that ability now to try and, and get a bit of a gap towards that, to, to stay in that playoff race. And that is crucial, I think, for Asp at this point. But how how big is that going to be when we look back on this ridiculously tight Premier League? I I think he'll be all right. Um, I don't think it'll be as big as it comes. I'm, I'm with you guys. I was a little bit shocked when we heard that from the commentators that it would have been a steal. He was never behind in the match. I thought he, he was controlling <laughs> the match and Johnny was the one that was just always fighting to stay in it. Um, I thought... He played really well again, Nathan. I think he's playing really well and I think he will be in the top four. I don't know whether I said this 
when I was last on the pod during the first week, but I quite fancy him to win this tournament. Um, I think I think I think was seeing really really good things from him. He was unbelievable last night, and then again tonight he's played well. Okay, the average wasn't anywhere near as high, but against someone like Johnny Clayton to keep him constantly on the back foot throughout the game when Clayton played well once again I thought it was really good signs and I actually think that that point is much bigger for Johnny Clayton because without that he drops below James Wade and would have been in a little bit of trouble and now he looks safe so Aspinall's got a big leg difference on plus nine Nine points. I think he'll have enough. He's playing well enough to end up in that top four. But it is tight, isn't it? It's very, very tight. But a man who keeps himself in the top four with that point is Johnny Clayton. The ferret continues to stay and sniff around those playoff places. Let's hear from him now in the press conference. Johnny, many congratulations. A point this evening against Nathan Aspinall. Good point or a bad point when you assess it? Oh, great point. Obviously, you know, I'm looking, Tongue tonight does me fine, like, do you know what I mean? And I don't think too much about that, but for some silly reason, I'm starting to think and I don't like it. I just want to go up and play. I think I play better darts when I just play instead of thinking. So, yeah, great point. Two would have been amazing, but one part is brilliant. Just touching on what you said there, the fact you're thinking about it, are you starting to realise, hang on a minute, I can win arguably the second biggest prize in darts here, the way I'm playing. I'm not thinking that far ahead, Phil. Come on, I'm thinking of winning a game of darts. Like, yeah, but no, I'm in the mix. So, listen, there's a long way to go. i got to get out to the last, you know, of judgment night. i got to stay in this top eight. And that's my plan so far. You're talking about judgment night there. Now on eight points, do you think that's enough to avoid elimination? Um, I hope so. I've got to be honest. I really do hope so. But listen, it's that tight. Nobody knows. So I've still got a job to do. I've got two more nights to go. And hopefully I win two more nights. Did the break come at the wrong time for you? Because you were in a league of your own, so to speak, up until that point. You were playing so well. Did that little break maybe just stop the, the ship a little bit? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, it's... um. Listen, we're all up there. We all know how tight the league is and we all know we, we've got a job to do. So, you know, yeah, I was on top of the league after day five, but that means nothing. You know, that's just a plus after the first five days. You know, I've got to stay in that top eight and that's all I care. I don't care if I, I, I come seventh. I want to stay, you know, in that top eight and I'm a happy man. And just looking ahead, are you planning on going to the Super Series or not? Or are you going to stay at home and not jeopardise, obviously, the Premier League with all the testing and everything like that? No, I'm going to stay home because hopefully I get through this and I don't want to risk... You know, listen, you, you can catch COVID being at home, whatever, but I, I'm just going to minimise the, the risks. So I, I'm, going to, I'm going to miss Super Series 3. Does part of that play, obviously, where Gezi had no symptoms at all, obviously, I know you were really good friends with him, the fact that he didn't even know he had it. Does that play a part of your thinking as well? Behind it? Obviously. Hey, listen, being world champion and world number one, he should be here, you know, and nobody's safe from this virus. So, you know, I, I just hope I'm, I'm going to be safe enough for the next, next round. So, you know, cross fingers. Johnny, pleasure as always, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you, buddy. Just um, touching on the last couple of nights, Johnny, they've both been... Very good performance where you maybe didn't scrape the point last night, but you came up against a, an extremely good Dimitri Vandenberg. Do you feel maybe a little unlucky last night not to get a point? Listen, I don't think I'm unlucky. I just think when I had chances, I didn't take. It had been a different game. I'm not saying that I won, but maybe it have a scraped point. So, you know, but it's gone. It's forgotten about. End of. Nothing I can do about it. We're approaching the halfway point in the Premier League season now. Do you feel like you're a, a fully established Premier League star now, Johnny? Do you think you're a star, Johnny? <laughs> uh, no, not at all. I'm just me, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just a, 
just a little Welshman that's trying his best in the daft stage, you know, and I'm enjoying it, and that's all I can see. Well, uh, you, you certainly seem to be enjoying it. Thank you very much for your time, Johnny, and we'll speak to you soon. Josh. Interesting point there, gents, that he raises that he's not going to Germany for the Super Series. And to be honest with you, I am not surprised in the slightest. Uh, we, we had the news today that Robert Thornton is going to be going to Germany. Uh, obviously not going to be playing in the Modus Live League, unfortunately for, for us um, as a channel. But congratulations to Thorn for going up. But he must be at least, what, 22, 23 down the list, Luke? Um the fact the ferrets pulled out, I imagine that all the Premier League players are not going to go to Germany um, because they can't risk getting a positive test. Um, in short, for me, this looks at the moment like a glorified challenge tour. Yeah, I, I did see a point on Twitter and it was more, the question is not who isn't going, it's who is going. That That's what we're looking at at the minute. You, you say that the reserve list have gone a long way down to get Robert Thornton in there, but it gives the the lesser players a chance to shine. So it might not be a massive disaster. I don't know whether I fully agree with the decision, but the PDC have made it and we're going to Germany as it is. But yeah, it's interesting that he's not going, but I, I don't think he'll be the only one. I think he's just the first one of the Premier League players to announce that he won't be going because, as you say, if they get a, if they get a test, uh, if they get a positive test, the prize money from the Premier League far outweighs anything that they're probably going to earn at the Super Series, so it just isn't worth it. It's as simple as that. But uh, it gives Clayton a chance to reset, and he doesn't have to go and spend four days in Germany. So hopefully, after a bit, after these last two days of the Premier League, then he can get himself back and, and ready for the uh, comeback after Judgment Night. Well, you, you, you talk about that right there, uh, Luke. Cam, this is an interesting point. You know, th the fact is that for tenth place tonight. Glenn Durrant has just pocketed himself 30 grand to do. I mean, eighth place in the Premier League next year, 50 grand. You can't win that at the Super Series. So it obviously makes sense commercially and monetary wise to not go to those events in Germany. But because of that, does that diminish the product a little bit? Well, I say that, of course it does. Does it diminish the product? How much does it diminish the product that we're going to be watching on Super Series Live over the next few days? It, it massively does. And it, it's there is no question about it. If you're in that Premier League, you cannot afford to be taking that risk. I know they're all very well paid and they're all, and it doesn't count towards your ranking, but it's still too much money to turn down to risk going to a to a pro tour event where you might have a couple of off days and only play two matches and come back with a positive test and miss out on the rest of the Premier League. It's it's not very good scheduling. It's not. I don't really think we should be going to Germany with the restrictions that are there at the moment. I'm not sure it's the right time for that. It could have been later in the year. And like you said, it does diminish it. But fair play to Robert Thornton. Um, it's great to see him back, to be fair, isn't it? And oh, and it will Thorn. be good to see that. Careful, careful, Cam. You can't say that we shouldn't have it in Germany right now because uh, European darts Twitter, some of them anyway, will come at you for uh, saying that you don't like European darts. Uh... <laughs> I, I Cam McFarlane, come and see me. <laughs> come, at, come at him. Go and at him, everybody. Uh, right. I, I cannot believe that this is what has happened to the pod tonight, but this is where we are. Uh, a game involving Michael Van Gerwen and Gary Anderson is last on the running order for us. Um, and that's because, Cam... I'll be honest, nothing really much happened in this game for me. Uh, Van Gerwen went 5-3 up. Anderson came back and got to 5-all because, because MBG missed a load of darts at a double once more. Van Gerwen comfortably holding the in, in the 11th leg. Uh, had a chance. He was on 32 to go and win it in the 12th. Um, Anderson takes out 68, gets a point and remains in that hunt for the top four. Van Gerwen's third. I mean, I don't really know what more to say on the game. There wasn't really much of anything happened. There wasn't. It, it looked a draw for pretty much the most part, didn't it? it I, there, was a, there was a little moment of hope, three darts in when Van Gerwen kicked off with a 180 and I thought, this could be fireworks. This could be back to his best. Gandor firing back at him with the, some of the same 
and it just never really ignited, did it? It never got going. Um, it's, it's an all right result for both of them, getting a point out of it without playing the best. Both still well in the hunt. I haven't really got anything else. Move on. <laughs> Move on. Uh, Luke, have you got anything to add, mate? Uh, I mean, not a lot. We've seen a few classics behind these guys over the last couple of years, but that definitely wasn't one. It was another tale of Van Gerwen not being quite on his previous A game. He just couldn't finish the match off and uh, missed opportunity, I think, for Van Gerwen to pick up um, two points and get the win. But Gary Anderson's a, he's a tough customer to crack. And yeah, he did, he did well enough. He did enough to get the, get the draw. And I think, to be fair, in the end, what, what, what more can you say? Well, it wasn't a very exciting match, especially after the other four that we've seen tonight. But Hey ho, we get some of them. That is the Premier League. I mean, look, look, look let's just put this um, into perspective. You know, at this point, if you want to go and watch a great game between the pair, that Dubai Darts Masters final, please give me that any day of the week. And, and, and yeah. but let, let me just let me just hold uh, both of you here before we go and discuss tomorrow's action about Van Gogh because you guys I don't think have had a chance to talk about this I know Gobbs has, has, has been trying to tell anybody that would listen or anybody who doesn't listen quite frankly that he's in a crisis what do you both think Luke we'll start with you and then Cam coming off the back of it mate but do do we think that what we're seeing from Van Gogh now is the it, to, to quote a phrase that we all hate at the moment the new normal uh, for me because I've seen it over such a prolonged period, yeah, I, I do genuinely think so. I, I think something changed in him. Uh, you know, I would honestly put it down to ever since he lost that record of not losing a last thing decided for like 23 matches or something in the European Tour. Like, he used to be invincible and I just don't think any player sees him as invincible now. Maybe it's nothing to do with his own confidence, but maybe it's the way he's perceived by the other players, but everyone just attacks him. He just doesn't finish the matches off the way he used to. He used to be so clinical. He used to go up there. We'd see the huge roars, the huge celebrations. And we do get them now and again. But he just doesn't like the same player. It's just a, a, a B-game version of Van Gogh. And that's all we ever see. The averages are sometimes there. But again, you thought the World Championship. You told me on the pod one day that we might as well write him as the World Championship winner already. And then Jason goes in and absolutely battered him. And you're just thinking, Van Gogh and of old would not have been dismissed maybe he would have been beaten look Van Barneveld did it not so long ago in 2016 and it was a brilliant match so maybe he would have been beaten but he shouldn't have been beaten 5-0 so it's it's a situation I do think he's having a bit of a crisis and I don't know how he gets out of it because it's been quite a while now where I haven't seen him as good as I think he should have been but he still won the place championship title so there's still form there but I don't think he's as clinical or maybe he will never be as clinical as he once was back in sort of 2018-2017 I'm not ready to write the man off quite quite the same way that, that Luke might have done. Um, I I think there's still too much talent there to kind of... We all know I like to link it into another sport now and then. I see a little bit of, a little bit of Jordan Spieth in him from the golf. Like, <laughs> there's too much talent there that even if he is having that sort of spell where it's not working and it might go on for another year or two, but there is too much talent there and we've seen too much from him for it not to click and come together again at some point. He'll feel comfortable with the new darts. He'll get used to them. He'll be, just feel right going on stage and he'll blow people away again. I'm, I'm with you, mate. I, I, I'm with you. I think you write the man off at your peril is the honest answer to come back from this. But... We've got to see something soon from MVG if he is going to be considered as that or that aura around him. I do think you're right, Luke. I think I think that the aura around him may be starting to slip, but I still think that he's got more talent in half an arm than the majority of the field combined, and that's the thing about Michael Van Gogh. But we will come on to that a little bit later. Let's talk through the Premier League table now, and this is how. It looks uh, from the end of night seven. Dimitri Vandenberg is first on 10 points with a 12, uh, with a plus 12 leg difference. He's top of the league in his debut season. We've heard that one before. Uh, Nathan Aspinall is next. He's on nine points with a plus nine leg difference, as is Michael Van Gerwen in third. The reason why the Aspinall's second is because he won more legs against the throw. He's won 19, MVG's won 14. 
Then in third, well, from fourth down to sixth place, he's all the same. Johnny Clayton, Jose de Sousa and Gary Anderson all have eight points and all have a plus three leg difference. Clayton is in fourth because he's won 18 legs against the throw. Jose de Sousa's in fifth because he's won 16 legs against the throw. And Gary Anderson has won 11 legs against the throw, which is why he is sixth. James Wade is seventh. On seven points with a plus two leg difference. Uh, his win over Peter Wright puts Peter Wright in eighth place with a six points and a minus seven leg difference. And Rob Cross is ninth with five points and a minus three leg difference. Glenn Durrant, though, as we all know, is eliminated. Zero points, minus 31 leg difference. Uh, will he be the first player to go without getting a point in the Premier League? Time indeed. We'll tell, gentlemen, and we have to very, very quickly go through uh, night eight, uh, Wednesday, 21st of April, the penultimate night of phase one. Let's see those games on the docket. They look like this. Rob Cross against Nathan Aspinall. Huge game to start off the night at both ends of the table. Gary Anderson against Dimitri van der Berg. Take, take the overs on the 180s if you're having a bet, I think. Uh, Michael van Gerwen against Jose de Sousa. That is a huge game. Uh, James Wade against Johnny Clayton and then Peter Wright against Glenn Durrant to round off the evening. Uh, Cam, we will start with you. We'll start with game number one. This game is massive because if Rob Cross loses this, James Wade picks up a point and then Peter Wright beats Glenn Durrant, that's it. He's down. Do we think that Cross can produce something against his target teammate, Nathan Aspinall? I think it's going to be another one where he comes close but doesn't quite get over the line. Um, I think Nathan nicks it 7-5. I think it'll be close. But I do think he will still be in the hunt for staying up. But we'll come to that. Luke? Uh I'm going to go with six all. I think Rob Cross gives him a good game and I think he gets the point that he probably needs to keep himself in the hunt with Durant to come up the next day. But I think it's going to be close. I'm going to go with six all. Do you know, I was thinking six all. I was thinking six all. But, you know, I've just got this funny feeling that Rob Cross eventually, that <sighs> he's due one. He's due a win with the way that he's been playing. And I think... It happens against Nathan Aspinall. And that, that throws... Huge. I'm about to say, that throws the whole of the relegation battle for me completely wide open. I'm going to go with 7-5 Rob Cross, but it, I, can, I, I, can, I can go with a 6-all as well. So I'll, I'll go 7-5 Rob Cross and I'll keep it that way. Uh, Gary Anderson against Dimitri van der Berg is next, Luke. And as I said at the top there, uh, when we were opening up this segment on the show... I go whatever the whatever the 180s is, just take the over. Take it. Because it's gonna be for me, it's gonna be a 180 central this game. Yeah, I agree. I do think Dimitri Vandenberg gets the job done, and I think he gets it done reasonably easy. I think 7-3 Vandenberg. 7-3. Very brave. Uh, yeah. Brave there with the way Dimmy's got with to be fair, with the way Dimmy's playing, Lou. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, I'm not going to be quite as bold. Um, but I do think... I do, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Dimmy just gets over the line. 7-5. It'll be close, but 7-5. This is one of those nights for Gary, where people where people look at him and go, oh, hello, the old Gary Anderson's back. Not that I think Dimitri's going to get pumped, and I think he will, but I think it will be 7-4. To Gary Anderson. I've just got a funny feeling that, again, I'm going with the upsets in the first two games. What I am not doing is going with the upset in the third game because, to me, an upset is when the, when the not necessarily the worst player wins, but, you know, the player you don't expect to win wins. And the player I expect to win this game is Jose de Sousa against Michael Van Gerwen. Tatisha's record, I remember that game on the Euro Tour in that final um, last year. It was incredible. And I think Jose de Sousa is going to deliver us something very special on that stage to be the special one. I'm going to go. Jose de Sousa beats Marco Van Gerwen and he beats him well. I think it's going to be 7 3. 
Ooh, wow. Bold. Um, you know me, but you know me, boys. After 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 a few points tonight, why not? Let's go with a bold prediction. This is a bold prediction. I like it. I like it. We know I like a bold prediction as well. Um, and coming from from your logic on the fact that you fancy D'Souza as the favourite for this, I am going to make a bold prediction, and we see a bit of a bit of magic from Van Gerwen, mm. and he wins seven four. Luke, you get the casting vote. Yep, yeah, I agree with Cam. I think 7-4 Van Gogh. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, anyone back in the Mano scores, the Portuguese Mano scores. Um, interesting. Shame I'm not on the pod tomorrow. Uh, James Wade against Johnny Clayton. It's all right. I'll bring it up again for you, mate. Don't worry. Thank you very much indeed, Cam. I, I know I could always rely on you. Uh, James Wade against Johnny Clayton is next, Luke. Um, big win for Wadey. I mean... A point here, I think he's pretty much safe. Um, I mean, I think he's safe already. But um, for me, uh, if he wins this game, obviously he's safe and he's looking up towards the top four, gets a point there as well. But Clayton, that's uh, that that point is big. But I mean, he hasn't, uh, you know, he's it's two games now without win. Do we reckon that he'll be number three? Is three the magic number for Wade? Or will Clayton get back on track? I think Clayton's going to get back on track. I see this being maybe 7-4. I think Clayton's going to have too much scoring power for James Wade. He had a good night tonight, but I don't see him continuing that form tomorrow. Cam? Uh, yeah, completely agree. I am in disagreement with you as to Wade being safe. Wade, I think, goes down. Um, Whoa. I know, yeah. Bold, bold, bold. prediction. But I think bold. he goes down on leg, on leg difference. Um, we've gone 7-5 for Rob Cross there, which obviously for him to lose, but then I think he'll get that back the night after with a couple extra as well. And James Wade loses both nights. He's going to get beat 7-4 off Johnny Clayton. I agree with that. And then I think he might even lose 7-3 the night after, and that will be too many legs and he will be disappearing. Right. I know I'm going with the bold predictions tonight, right? I know I'm going with the bold predictions, but I need to try and explain my logic here when I say that Wade's going to beat Johnny Clayton. Okay. Wade will beat beat Johnny Clayton because have you seen the state of the averages that he's been chucking in this week? He averaged 105.7 today. Last night, he averaged 104.1. The biggest problem for Clayton is at the moment is that his double hitting has been nothing short of shambolic since we come back. It, it, you know, he was 3-16 last night, which is why he didn't get the job done against Mitchell Vandenberg. I mean, look, looking at uh, tonight's game, uh, you know, he was, uh, was he 6-17? I think he was. 6-15, 40%. Thank you very much, Luke. Um, and so that, to me, is just not good enough to go and beat James Wade. Yes, we know what happened in the Masters when he came back and produced some magical stuff. But Wadey's scoring better. Like 105 for Wade is like 112 for everybody else. And I yes. think that he'll continue that. And I think it's going to be 7-3 to James Wade tomorrow. I don't know okay. why I'm. I don't know why I'm going with the bold predictions. I don't know why, but I've just got a funny feeling that Wadey produces another ridiculous average, and Clayton will just not find it on the doubles. Johnny Clayton just needs to aim for the little red bit in the middle. Like, if he leads himself 50 (laughs) every time, he never misses that. True. True. He very rarely does. Uh, Cam, final game. Peter Wright against Glenn Durrant. Is this the moment where Duzzer gets a point? Or two points, in fact? Because if he does, Peter Wright's in a world of trouble. If he does, Peter Wright is in a world of trouble. But I think this is the game that gets Peter Wright to the eight points that will be enough to see him through um, and I think it'll be I think it'll be pretty comfortable I think it's going to be 7-3 7-3 Peter Wright Luke yeah I'm in agreement with that one I think around about 7-3 7-2 to Peter Wright I think Glenn he improved a bit tonight but I feel like Peter's got the, the, the bit between his teeth now knowing that he's potentially going to get relegated so I think it's going to be a bit of a demolition job tomorrow I've gone for bold predictions. Come on, bold prediction. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone through bold predictions throughout the night. 
Nah, even I can't do that. No, I was going to say, does this somehow picks up a point, but no. Uh, <laughs> seven two, Peter Wright wins this one, and, and he gets sort of back on track. But I, but the biggest thing for me is, is that that judgment night is massive because does because Cross has got Dozer on judgment night. Peter Wright's got Jose de Sousa. Wright has to hope, in my opinion, has to hope that Aspinall beats Cross because if he doesn't, he's going down. Yeah, potentially. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, potentially, I, I think Cam's going to be a point with, with Wade. I don't think Wade's completely out of the situation yet, so the three of them will be looking over each other's shoulders. But, yeah, it's going to be close. It could all come down to judgment night. Uh, that's the way we like it. Yeah, we want, to see it, we want to see it going right down to that very last leg on Thursday, don't we, between Dimmy and James Wade. <laughs> but do you know what that the, the the order to play might change on judgment night to it try might. and keep the, might, yeah because uh, to try and keep the interest but that is a story for another day uh cam farlane uh, lou pickering thank you very much indeed as always for joining us here on the premier league daily on the day where barry hearn uh has uh, retired from matchroom sport the uh, the uh, action on the stage that he's helped create wasn't too bad at all, either someone won seven four or we drew six six. That was literally what happened on night seven of the Premier League. Uh, Jose de relegates Glenn Durant with a seven four win. Dimitri van der Berg puts Rob Cross in the elimination zone with the win as well, seven four. He remains top of the league, and James Way gets a crucial two points against Peter Wright to maintain his chance of staying up and push Peter Wright further towards that relegation battle with a seven four win. Elsewhere, Aspinall and uh, Aspinall misses darts to beat Johnny Clayton, and the ferret survives its second six-all draw. And Michael Van Gogh and Gary Anderson once again draw six apiece in the Premier League. Uh, so, what have we got for you? You can watch uh, the interview with James Wade, which is interesting, well, because he actually talks about where he fa- found out uh, Barry Hearn was retiring. Spoiler alert: It wasn't like, a happy moment for Wadey, but you can watch it right now. Uh, on our YouTube channel, Online Darts TV. Subscribe there and make sure that you watch the Modus Lively tomorrow, 9.30 a.m. BST. Uh, that is where you will be able to watch it for free without having to sign up to the bookmakers as well. Uh, live blog is back tomorrow as well. Uh, Brad Patefield joins you from 7 o'clock on OnlineDarts.com uh, to watch uh, along with you and give you all the updates if you are out and about. Uh, and then tomorrow, it is my day off. I'm so excited. Uh, Jack Gobby-Gobby comes back tomorrow alongside Scott Mitchell. Uh, goes back to uh, talk through uh, what will probably be a dramatic night eight. Uh, who knows? We may even know who goes down by that point. Uh, and making judgment night completely pointless. But that's another issue, and let's hope that's not <laughs> the case. Uh, I'll be honest, it, it could happen tomorrow. It could happen. Uh, but uh, let's see what happens indeed. But whatever happens, we'll be reacting it here with you on the Premier League Daily. Thanks again for your company over the last hour or so of your life. Take care, and we will, well, I won't, but the boys will speak to you tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.